Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Good morning and welcome in. Miller and Condon on the air with you on a football Friday as we talk the world of sports. Taking up until 1 o'clock here this afternoon, Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the first moment of the show here today as we will talk everything going on in the world of sports with you. Coming up today on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we will kick things off making his way back to Iowa. Ken Miller will stop in and we'll talk with Ken about everything happening inside the world of sports that we can get to in about 25 minutes. He'll be followed up by Mike Palm from Circa. Las Vegas, uh, they got their own set of issues out there, uh, weather-wise. A little bit different than this. We'll talk about the big games this weekend, all six of them in the NFL. Take a peek also at a little college basketball. And uh, NCAA wrestling up on the board once again at Circa with Iowa-Nebraska tonight from Lincoln. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up with Mike Palm from Circa Sports. The 12 o'clock hour begins with Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic. We'll talk Cyclones with him as Iowa State got the big win on Tuesday against Houston. Now they take on Oklahoma State at home before they go on a two-game road trip. 12.25, it'll be Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com. Hawkeyes with the big weekend. Indiana, Iowa on the women's slate. Big Fox has it. Gus Johnson will be on the call. Will the Hoosiers be able to get to town? Well, it will not be happening today. They have delayed, and they are going to try to get in tomorrow morning and Lou Bloomington to get to Iowa City. And we'll wrap things up with our Football Friday picks. Ken Miller with a commanding lead as we make our way into the NFL playoffs. He is in the road. He is in Oklahoma. I don't know if he's stopped off to see my dad. He is Ken Miller. <laughs> What's up, Ken? Does he have an extra room? <laughs> he does, yes. I I stayed on it on our way down to the Final Four. Me and Ella did on our way down there. We stopped off. So you're in Edmond, Oklahoma. That's right? Yes. Uh, it's kind of a little bit north of Oklahoma City, I think. Uh-huh. Um, not too good with my Canadian shows every now and then. Uh, but I'm pretty sure. And then um, we got a room, and I'm going to butcher the name. I think it's Olathe, Kansas, yep, yep. Uh, which is just south of Kansas City for tonight. We were going to try it, but um, you know what? What for, right? <laughs> we don't have to get home tonight. Yeah, We sure love to, like I'm sure a lot of people out there would. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to try tomorrow morning, get up early. The winds, they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be as bad. I guess the winds increase during the day. I have no idea how they're going to play football tomorrow night at Arrowhead. We'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, that's the plan for now. Spend an extra night on the road, Olathe, Kansas, and then try it tomorrow morning because, um, you know, sadly these, and I hate to, I hate to give them credit. I wish it was like the old days when they would, you know, swing and miss more often. Forecasters are getting better. Yeah. I don't know if it's the technology, uh, that has allowed them to really hone in on their, uh, on storms, et cetera, but they're pretty darn good, unfortunately. And when we left, um, we left California. We saw that there was a maybe a chance on Friday of some snow. And at the time, I think when we first saw it, it was like maybe one to three inches. Just at that, that's nothing. Uh-huh. We have to go through that on our last day. Let's go. Load it up and left. And, and then it progressively got worse, the forecast, as the, as the week went on. And now you're in the throes of it. So 
Unfortunately, they were right again. Damn you, Ed Wilson. <laughs> he, he got you again. What, what's the term that they use with, with Ed? What, what the crap, Ed? What the crap, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a By what the, the crap way, kind of what day. What a career he has had. What a career he's had, right? This dude's been on the air. I mean, I got here in 1989, and uh-huh. he was the weather guy, and he's still the weather guy. Well done, Ed Wilson. So Ed Wilson, he, I remember him as a youngster because I believe, I think he was at the Rochester station up in Minnesota, and that was the NBC affiliate that we got. So I believe that's where he was before he made his way back uh, to Iowa because I remember him, and he was a young strapping lad at that time and remembering him. And then when I came back to Des Moines or when I moved to Des Moines, I'm like, Hey, I think I know that guy and kind of did a little background information like, yep, absolutely. I found it there. Yeah. What a career. And, you know, I've, uh, I've met Ed a couple of times. He, he is, he's exactly as you'd anticipate. He is yeah. the life of the party. Yeah. He's a fun guy. He's just a good person too, on top of Seems it. Seems like it. Yeah. Yep. One of those like people easy to root well. for. Yeah. I've, I've met him a couple of times. I think that's the extent of it, but you're a hundred percent right. And, uh, I think he's a pretty genuine guy. They got a couple of them over there at WHO yep. yes, they do. TV, and uh, and and he fits right in. So, yeah, try and uh, try again. Get home tomorrow, and um, wouldn't it be a damn shame if Gus Johnson couldn't get to Iowa? Oh, see, night? now I'm with you. Gus has he certainly has not grown on me. When he burst onto the scene during the NCAA tournament, he's going crazy. He's got those great games. I remember, I think it was Xavier, Ohio State was one of them, just a back-and-forth affair. It was something new. It was fresh. It was exciting. I liked it. Anymore, like, the, the shtick is up. It's yeah. The thing that really annoys me more than anything, he makes so many mistakes. I'm, yep. It's one thing. All right, everybody kind of has their own niche, right? Some people don't like like Kevin Harlan. I, I'm baffled by it, but there's some people out there that don't. Well, you Joe know Buck. it with Joe Buck. Yeah, right. Yeah. There, it's it's all flavors of ice cream, right? We're watching sports yeah. on TV, but that's the thing that drives me nuts. I was excited for this one, though, just because it's something different. A, Gus is great on basketball. He's so much better on basketball than he is on football. And secondly, mm-hmm. for a women's basketball game, a Big Ten yeah. showdown, after what we yep. saw when these two teams collided a year ago in Carver and the buzzer beater from Caitlin Clark in that one, having him in that environment was going to be exciting. But I, I don't know if you saw the news this morning. They were going to try to get out this afternoon. That was, they said yesterday, that's what Indiana was trying to, they knew they couldn't get out yesterday, so they were going to try to date. There was no way they were getting it. They were going to be able to get into Eastern Iowa today. No. That's just, there was no chance of that happening. I, I saw a question on Twitter. Why didn't they just bus? Knowing yesterday afternoon, we can't get a plane. That's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to fly in on Friday. Why didn't they just hop in the bus and do it that way? Yeah, good question. I mean, a fair, fair question. I don't know what the answer is. Um, it, it's unfortunate. Is Oklahoma, is Oklahoma State here for, for Iowa State's game tomorrow? That's another really good question. I, I have I not seen anything of like that. Yeah, I mean, they would have to be. If they're not, they're in deep trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, um, I, I could unfortunately see, see postponement. You know, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, it is. I mean, it would have been. You know, Gus Johnson, he has appeal. There's no getting around it. You and I aren't big fans, but they're, we're in the minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him to be in Iowa City and Big Fox, et cetera, putting this game on tomorrow, that certainly would bring some, maybe some eyeballs that never have seen it before. But, um, you know, we'll see if A, the team can get there and B, the broadcasters can get there. And oh, John Bonecamp got there. He got there yesterday. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter, so he'll be ready to cover that game come hell or high water, assuming it takes place. But man, oh man, just one. I guess this is one of these. This type of storm apparently happens 
once or twice every decade. <laughs> um, and here we are, right? It's here. Yeah. We are dealing with it, no doubt about it. You know, driving in today, so just taking the short trek off of Valley West and West Des Moines where we are and on 235, it wasn't nearly as bad as I anticipated. You know, just coming up yep. Valley West Drive, it, it was it was snow-covered. It was a little bit thick there. I got a SUV, though. Got four-wheel, was able to get through it with no problem. 235, it was mostly two lanes all the way in. I took an early exit, though. Instead of going down 31st, you know how steep 31st Street is coming down that big hill. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that one. Slide into somebody or have them slide into me. So I took the 42nd Street exit and then just trekked it all the way down Grand. And, and it wasn't bad. Talked to Sean. He was coming the other way from downtown up Grand. Said the same kind of thing. It's not great. That's not what I'm here to say. And, and don't do anything unless you absolutely have to. However, it was better than I anticipated. Credit to all those people out there plowing. And, and speaking of plowing, I got a note from my neighbor last night. He has a snowblower, and he usually helps yeah. out at least with the sidewalk up to our side, and I still got yeah. the shovel. Uh, he said he's done with it after one snow, so he uh, he gave me the number of the guy that's coming to plow his driveway, and I said for today, yeah, we're, we're going to do the exact same thing. Jump on board. Don't yeah. blame you a bit. Uh, yeah, if you, if you don't have to. And if you've got the uh, the means to have somebody else do it, that's certainly the route that I would be taking as well. Biting the bullet on this one. Yep. Well, travel and weather aside, there will be sport coming up this weekend. Iowa, Nebraska I, I, tonight. I still can't understand the football trend. How hey, hey, how are they going to play football here in, in, in Buffalo to, uh, on, on Sunday? Uh, remains to be seen. Um, and and the, the Big Ten Network at 8.30, I mean, the, the Iowa-Nebraska game is going to happen? It is, yeah. From everything that I've seen today, talked to a couple of people over in eastern Iowa. Now, over under an actual attendance, I mean, what do you put it at? A thousand fans? 119. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be incredibly difficult. Nebraska got there yesterday, though. They're good to go. Officials apparently also got in early, something okay. that is... Usually difficult to have happen. Uh, that happened there, so the officials are already there. Now, TV crew, don't know anything about that, but you would anticipate, looking at minimum, I mean, they can find a way to broadcast the game. If they're going to play the game, they'll broadcast it, and they'll have, like, the BTN Plus, you know, and they got the students that are out there doing it. They'll find a way to, obviously, get the game up there on television. I know the Iowa wrestling team, as they wrestle in Nebraska right before on BTN at 6.30, leading into the 8.30 matchup, uh, they also made it over there to Lincoln. So both the match and the game appear to be good to go, and, and the importance of this one for Iowa you lose this, and look, it's a glimmer of hope. And that's all we're clinging to right now for this team to get on a little bit of a run. Minnesota's played a lot better basketball. That's their road trip on Monday with a 5 o'clock start on MLK Day. But overall, this is the one. You have to put in the win column. You lost that game to Michigan that you absolutely shouldn't. Again, you shouldn't say must win on January 12th. It's a must win. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Trent, as, as, as they're starting to seem to all be when you put yourself in the hole that they did. Uh, and this isn't going to be easy. Nebraska's a decent team. They're, they're, they're decent. I mean, I'm, I'm not going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they're probably going to find a way. If they keep playing like they are, they'll find a way maybe to hear their name on Selection Sunday. But, um, you know, when you, when you in the grand scope of what is the Big Ten, they're – Right in the middle of that pack, right? They're, and I would put Iowa a little bit below the middle of that pack, at least for the Hawkeye team we've seen so far. I did your report yesterday, Patrick McCaffrey, they, he's going to play. Is that still um, what you're hearing? And if so, does that mean he's going to you know, go right back into the starting lineup, or do they 
you know, his minutes wane a little bit? Does he come off the bench? Have you heard anything along those lines? There wasn't anything definitive on that front. I'm obviously, I think people know where I am on this situation. I think Patrick, give him a different role. See if that's something that can get him going and, and get him moving and get just playing at a better level because it has been a disappointing season. Maybe that's what he needs. You know, just a, an opportunity to watch a game a little bit, settle in a little bit more and go that direction. I think it's something you have to at minimum give a shot at with McCaffrey. That's the direction I certainly would be going. Dick's got the start against Rutgers. Hey, and you won your first Big Ten game, right, with that lineup. Maybe that's the right. justification that you use. We won with this lineup and we're going to keep it maybe until we lose a game. Yeah, I think that's fair, Trent. I think that's a good way of approaching it. And uh, we'll see if that's the uh, the tactics that McCaffrey does when he fills out his, uh, his starting lineup for tonight. I, I, I got to believe that that's going to be the case. I really do. I just don't think that Patrick gets handed. I mean, it's not that he's been uh, effective in that role no. um, you know, so so far this year. But, hey, he's, he's back with his teammates, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's practicing with the team. Hopefully he'll get some minutes tonight and, you know the Hawks can beat Nebraska here tonight, and then come back and uh, and win again on uh, on MLK Day on Monday. Well, there is a lot going on as the search for the replacement for Nick Saban continues. Yesterday, Dan Lanning sent out a tweet, a great one, uh, talking about staying there and really an impressive work out of the uh, staff over there, at Oregon, putting that thing together. Then we hear, oh, maybe it's Sark. Felt like that one was really starting to heat up, Sark. Said no more. A tweet came out from Texas this morning in his Twitter account saying that that was not going to be the case. Well, it'll be Mark, Mike Norvell, Florida State. We saw yesterday a whole bunch of issues. Uh, moments ago, Mike Norvell, Florida State's coach, just uh, sent out a tweet saying that he loves it in, in Tallahassee and he's going to be going that direction. So, Lane Train, where are we going here, Ken? Caleb DeBoer, maybe? I mean, I don't know. Well, I did see one uh, thing on that front on DeBoer when you mentioned him. Uh, did you see, I think he had a interview scheduled, like a weekly interview. This morning on, yeah, so on one of the Seattle sports yeah. stations. Yeah, and canceled it. Yeah. All right. So maybe Kalen DeBoer is, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm anxious when this happens. We're going to do another segment just to put a bow on college mm-hmm. football next next week with Bama. And if DeBoer is hired between now and then, <laughs> Bama was as hard on DeBoer for the end yes. uh, of the uh, Washington-Texas game and the ineptitude that that staff showed. Uh, so it'll be funny. It'll be funny to hear his take on, you know, how what, what he thinks of the hire. Look, it's impossible to fill Nick Saban's shoes. It's going to be abs- next to impossible just to take the reins and, and to keep that program uh, at the level that they were, the success that they had year after year after year. Um, good luck. You, you yeah. know, the old saying is, and it's, it rings true, you never be, want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Uh, and we'll see if it is DeBoer. But I mean, he's leaving, he'd be leaving a pretty good spot if indeed, you know, not, not that Alabama's not one of the best jobs in college football, but Washington's not bad. So if that's, the, if that's his uh, choice, you better hope that he makes the right one. Let's get into the football this weekend. Should we just rapid fire through all six games? What do you think of that? Let's just do it. A quick yeah, hit on each of them. And you know what? One of the most anticipated games for me is the first one. I know it's the standard Houston Texans spot. They've been in this window yep. every single time they've been in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? It's I mean, incredible. Every, it really is. It's the old Bill O'Brien special, right? All right. Well, here comes yep. the Texans. And we saw a bunch of different quarterbacks in that spot. Well, now they got a different kind of quarterback with C.J. Stroud uh, taking over there against Cleveland. The Flacco story. I think we both are very deep on the Browns here. We both like this Browns team. I believe they might have the best shot of going into Baltimore of anybody in the AFC and winning a game there. 
but there's something that just kind of concerns me about this spot. What do you think? What quick takeaway in Browns Texans? Uh, I love Cleveland. I love their defense. Uh, Joe Flacco has been a revelation. Uh, so many teams that needed a quarterback throughout the regular season didn't even pick up the phone uh, and see if there was any interest there. Cleveland finally did. Maybe it was because they got down to so few choices. Um, so many guys have been scratched off that list that they gave him a chance. And, 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 and look what he's done to that franchise. They can run it, they can throw it, and they can sure as hell defend it. So, I, look, Houston has been one of the stories of the NFL this year, right? They were, I don't know what their win total was. I would be shocked if it was north of five. In fact, I would, I would, I would be stunned, um, if their preseason win total was over five. And, and here they are hosting a playoff game, uh, by winning their division. But I, I'm, I love Cleveland in this spot tomorrow, transfer to, to lift the lid on the NFL playoffs. We'll make our plays coming up here later in the program. I'm leaning the other way though. I uh, want to take a couple more looks at a couple of things, but I think I'm leaning on grabbing the points in that one. The nightcap, it'll be on Peacock and people will be complaining. And, you know, not only the weather, you know, I have a, a, po- a co- put together a list. The station over here uh, on Ingersoll, they're going to have the game. They have the Peacock package, so if you're looking for a spot, you don't have Peacock. The station is going to have it. Uh, Tutty's over on 50th Street in West Des Moines, uh, along with Bevy's. Uh, Bevy's on 50th Street and Tutty's on Mill Civic. Both those places are going to have it, so there's going to be sports bars that have it, but there's going to be a whole lot of complaining we know on on uh, X about this one. I... I'm lucky to have Peacock now. Will my internet hold up? We'll see on that one. To the game, though, Ken. Chiefs and Dolphins. I mean, the narrative's been set, right? Dolphins, too, in cold weather. They're terrible. Yep. Yep. And they, 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 a number of the Dolphins have come out and said, look, we're, 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 gonna, we're going sleeveless. Well, good luck, boys. Right. Uh, it, it, look, step outside. That's what the weather's going to be like in Kansas City tomorrow. It's <laughs> going to be windier. You know, there'll be no snow. Um, this is the one game I don't have a feel for, Trent. I don't. Um, I, I think that, obviously, the running games are going to be huge. Uh, and they're going to play a huge role into, um, you know, who prevails in that game. How do you say the kid's name? A-Chain? A-Chain? Yep. A-Chain, yep. He's been re- Yeah, he's been really good. Most start, I think, is doubtful. or He's, he's questionable. Is he questionable? Okay, so he's that seemingly has moved up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I don't have a feel. I really don't. What I do, what I do, I'm pretty convinced about is is what home field advantage there is. And Arrowhead is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can't be there tomorrow. I would be shocked if this stadium is, you know, more than seventy five percent full. And I think that's probably being generous. These are um, the awful conditions. I mean, you're risking life. By going out in this exposed skin freezes in ten minutes for crying out loud, <laughs> so you can't go out and tailgate. You, and right. that's a big part of Arrowhead Stadium. I would be shocked, Trent, and I don't have a feel for the game. I really don't. I think it's a running back versus running back. How are you going to throw the ball in thirty mile an hour winds? So we'll see. But it's just unfortunate because um, I mean, who wouldn't want to see uh, this game played in perfect conditions? I'm not sure the Chiefs get through the weekend, but. I could be wrong, obviously. It's uh, it's one I, I'm with you, that feel, because it almost seems too easy. Yeah, the Chiefs at home against the Dolphins, of course, right? It's just, of course they're going to win this game, but 
funky things happen. We'll see. The point spread has adjusted a little bit now. Chiefs up to a four and a half point favorite. To Sunday we go as we rapid fire through the games. Bills, Steelers, double digits for most of the week. I see some nine and a halfs now starting to pop there. I grabbed the Steelers and the 10 earlier in the week. I didn't think I was going to get anything better than the 10 that was out there and glad that I locked that one in. Again, weather going to be a huge factor in this one. That's the reason. And I mean, this thing just smells like 13 7. 10 6, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Just ugly, boring, run the football into line, punting it back and forth. Yep. Allen does just enough with his legs to win the football game. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that this is a Najee Harris, James Cook. You mentioned it, running back versus running back. I've seen some pictures from Buffalo, uh, and they, they're getting a tremendous amount of snow. In fact, I don't know if there was any validity to this tweet. I don't remember where I saw it, that they were actually thinking of moving the game out of Buffalo. I mean, can you do it at this late? And where would you go? I saw Cleveland listed, but, you know, Buffalo got a home game. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to lose your home game. And it, it, look, Buffalo's always cold and snowy in January. <laughs> yep. So I, I hope that it's played there. I'm kind of lean with, with T.J. Watt out. He's such a difference maker on that defense. And I'm kind of lean in Buffalo, Trent, but... Um, if I had to pick it, if I had to pick right now, I'm glad I don't have to ten, so that's good. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's jump into I think the most compelling game of the weekend. It's where we are. I mean, that's a big part of it too. But the Packers and the Cowboys, a rivalry renewed. You get that part of it. It's going to do a monster number. I mean, not just what we're dealing with here in Iowa, but across the country, everybody's going to be sitting at home middle of the afternoon on Sunday. Yep. This thing's going to be a whopper TV ratings wise. Packers Cowboys. Do we get the shootout that I'm at least hopeful we'll see? Well, I think Dallas is going to score, Trent. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I think Green Bay will try, obviously try and keep up. I love Dallas in this spot. They're my best bet of the weekend. Mm. And the reason why is because of the fact that Green Bay's secondary is there's so many guys that are um, iffy whether they're going to play. Jair Alexander being one. There's, there's a chance that the former Cyclone Anthony Johnson gets a start. Uh, tomorrow in that second there. And he's had a decent year as a rookie. I mean, he hasn't lit the world on fire, but he's seen playing time, which, um, you know, a lot of people weren't sure that that would be the case. But, look, I, I think Jordan Love's been one of the stories of the 2023 NFL season from a positive perspective. But I just think that the uh, that the Packers train uh, derails tomorrow in Dallas. It's indoor. Cowboys are really good at home. They can throw the football all over the place. And with the uh, questions in the Packers secondary, I love. In fact, this will be my best bet. Will be the uh, the Cowboys. And what is the number? Are there seven still out there? There are. Yeah, looking across the board right now, there's quite a few sevens at this point. I don't see this thing getting below that. I don't think we'll see a six and a half. You know, that'll be gobbled up right away. I mean, that'll be well. And and the ability for people that got the seven and a half, you get the six and a half. You can middle that thing with the touchdown. I don't see anybody getting to six and a half at any point here. Uh, looking, in fact, everywhere right now on my board, everybody has it at seven. Circa, DraftKings, South Point, Caesars, a bunch of offshores, the Superbook, all at a flat seven right now. Cowboys favored over the Packers. The nightcap on Sunday, Rams, Detroit. It's a game I think, Ken, you and I both wanted. Golf against Stafford. You got yeah. that. I mean, that's compelling in its own right. The Lions trying to win a playoff game for the first time in 32 years. Jeez. Good God. Uh, field goal, though. Across the board, again, it is a field goal. There were three and a halfs out there earlier this week. Not the case. I saw a couple of two and a halfs popped. Those were gobbled right back up. Flat three with the Lions. This might be the only dog I like this week, Trent. Mm. Um, the Rams and the fact that 
I think if there is a weakness on the lines, I think you might be able to throw the football on them. I don't have any statistics in front of me. We're just watching this team throughout the year. I think he can throw it, and if that's the case, then, you know, Nakua and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and all of those positives, um, they've got a decent defense. This is a coin flip game. It's a coin flip game. Uh, Rams, I don't think many people thought that they would be in the place that they're in. See that as even in participating in the postseason. They weren't supposed to be here. They are. Detroit finally wins the North, gets over that bugaboo. They look really good. I just keep going back to uh, Thanksgiving, how the Packers just, you know, embarrassed them on the national stage, the one national stage that they really got this year. They get it every year, and usually they are embarrassed. Well, this year was no different. So, uh, national stage on Sunday night, will they be able to, you know, change some minds and, and change their fortunes around? I, I'm kind of leaning Rams, but I don't have a strong feel. I'm kind of playing that, uh, feels like everybody publicly is on the Rams, and because of that, maybe leaning towards Detroit. But we'll make our picks officially coming up here a little bit later. Monday Nighter, Eagles and Buccaneers, as Philly is favored by three here, two teams that limp their way into the playoffs, yeah. Tampa off the 9-0 win against Carolina and getting blown out the week before against the Saints and Philly, losers of five out of six. Good luck trying to figure out either of these two teams. Right. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's thrown a football. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm not real confident if you're an Eagles fan and Marcus Mariota, A.J. Brown is, is hurt, whether he's going to be able to play or not. Look, the Eagles have the best offensive line. They have the best defensive line in this football game. And Tampa's got some dudes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, they've got they've got some players on both sides of the football. But the Eagles in their pride, don't they have to look like the Eagles at least once in this post? I mean, when was the last time Philadelphia looked like, you know, that they were at a legitimate Super Bowl threat? Trent, you've got to go back weeks to find the, the, the last time that this team was playing well. Um, but they lost... But is it six or seven or five or six? Five or six, Some I think, crazy. Yeah. Five or six. Yeah, December's not gone well for this team. Yeah, they've beaten, they were beaten by some good teams. I'll give you that. But they were also beaten by the New York Giants. <laughs> so, let's talk, and, and the Arizona Cardinals were their last two games. So they're not playing well. Um, Hurts is hurt. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. I want to take the Eagles just because I think that they've got to have a little bit of pride in that locker room, and they're going to be able to put it together. But, man, I don't have a great deal of conviction on that game either, which is great. I mean, these games are, um, at least for my eyeballs, mm-hmm. pretty much up in the air a lot of them, which could provide some compelling football this weekend. We'll cross those T's, dot those I's on your picks for the week, and we'll get them here in about 80 minutes from right now, our picks presented by Circus Sports. We will talk to you in a little bit, Ken. Okay, Trent. Take care. Ken Miller checking in from the road, making his way back to Iowa. What a blizzard he is walking into when he gets back. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. Hey, if you're hanging out right now at home, how about this? It's a chance for our $1,000 swoosh. And with it, your opportunity to win $1,000. Head to KXNO.com right now and enter the nationwide contest. The keyword for this hour is bank. Bank at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. That's bank at KXNO.com. Standard data and message rate supply. Stay tuned for your next chance to win coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. Again, bank, KXNO.com, your chance to win. We continue here on Miller & Con, and we go to Las Vegas next. 
What is the betting market saying about this game? We'll also get an early look at what the betting market is doing. Iowa favored by four and a half against Nebraska tonight in men's hoops. There's a line out also for the wrestling meet between Iowa and Nebraska. We'll talk about that. We'll talk NFL. We'll break it down from the sportsbook perspective with Mike Palm from Circus Sports. He's with us as we continue Miller and Condon on 106.3. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pin Road in Urbandale. Miller and Connick continues 106.3 KXNO here with you until 1 o'clock before Murphy and Andy take over the radio airwaves and the drive from 3 until 6. Everybody appears to be locked and loaded, ready to go. We will have you covered here and keep you updated on everything going on with the winter weather warning that we're dealing with right now. No winter weather warnings in Las Vegas, but there has been some weather out there as Mike Palm from Circus Sports joins us. Saw what out in the mountains there, getting some snow out there in Nevada. How's it going? Snowed at our house. Uh, wow. Well, that's what my wife texted me. I was on air with Mitch and Paul, but around 6 a.m. yesterday morning, it was raining and it was, you know, 37, 36, but winds picked up. But it doesn't stick here, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's flakes here, but it doesn't stick. Just in the mountains. Mount Charleston. I know my mom snowed in there in Dubuque, and uh, I miss it, and I don't miss it. Right? I I, I miss the I miss the change of seasons, and I, I I actually miss shoveling once in a while. I don't miss your car being buried and it yeah. taking twenty minutes to dig it out and de-ice the windows and all that. Yeah, hey, you're talking about my afternoon. What I have coming out after I make my way out of the studios today. Made it in. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but certainly not great. Do not advise any travel unless you absolutely need to be somewhere. And uh, listen to the reports, as you can imagine. Everybody was at the grocery stores yesterday. You remember what it was, right? Got to get the milk and the eggs and the bread, and and I guess everybody just makes French French toast then afterwards. Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like they won't be out of the house again for thirty days. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, we are through that part of it at minimum, and now bitter cold making our way in. Uh, I believe at noon today, here coming up in just a little bit, it's supposed to go below zero, and not gonna supposed to go back above it until Wednesday. Yeah, that, those are the ones you don't miss Iowa, I'm sure, Mike, when you hear things like that. Well, one thing we do look forward to is weather games in the NFL, and we're going to get a couple of them this weekend, including Kansas City and Miami. So this game, I mean, the narrow has been set, Mike. You've heard it all week long. We've all heard it all week long. Miami, Tua in cold weather, hasn't had a win when it's below 40 degrees, and it's not even going to be close to 40 degrees in this one. Is there a path for Miami to win this football game against KC? Well, if they can stop the run, I think there's a path. It's, you know how hard it is to catch a frozen ball. You, yeah. It's hard to catch your fingers. You almost have to let it get to your body. Tua doesn't actually, you know, really zip the ball through the air when it's in perfect condition. So I think they've got to be able to use their wide zone running game uh, and be able to stop Kansas City on the ground, stop Pacheco, stop a short passing game uh, with Rice. I think that's their path. I played it under 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's dipped down lower than that. I, I mean, you remember even the Shula teams happened to play in weather yep. uh, struggled there. The injuries on the defensive side of the ball are concerning. 
We've seen sharp money on two games this weekend, Trent. This is one of them. We've seen sharp money on Kansas City. And the other one is we've seen sharp money on the Eagles on Monday night. Huh. I would not have guessed that one. I see a lot of public money also on Philadelphia. That's an interesting one, as that's where the uh, sharps are at this point in time. You guys opened at three and a half, moved up to four. What did that have been? Uh, a couple of days ago, and now up to four and a half. Do you anticipate any more line movement, or is this going to be kind of that teetering point, the four and a half number that's out there right now? I think if we get to five, it won't stay. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to, I think it'll kick at four and a half. I think the Eagles' money, Trent. I think Baker might be hurt worse than we know. He uh-huh. didn't practice yesterday, right? Yep. But if you watch the last couple of games, I think that's a lot of that. And of course, Hurts and this Eagles team has been in a free fall. The defense has been terrible, but I think that sharp money is more to do with Baker's health than anything. That's a good call there. Uh, the first game of the playoffs, I'm really intrigued by this one. I'm leaning Houston. I'm going to grab the points here now. The two and a halfs, there aren't many out there right now, mostly twos across the board. I don't know if this thing's going to continue to move here. Cleveland, Flacco, it's it's the Cleveland defensive splits on the road. It's something that's just absolutely baffling, and there's something about C.J. Stroud, even going back to a year ago, obviously in the college football playoff game, how well he played against Georgia, being at home here. I'm going to be on the dog. What are you seeing with the Texans and the Browns? Yeah, the two and a half's gone. People who are hoping it would get to three, it went the other way. I bet the money line on Houston, and you know I've been on Cleveland all year. Look, just the numbers, the defense doesn't travel. And even Davis Mills moved the ball in that game. Remember, that was Flacco's best game Mm -hmm. um, as well at the end of the year here when they went down to Houston. I think Houston's very live here. Um, I'm not saying Cleveland's not going to win. I just think that this game should be more like a pick than to be two or two and a half. I think if the Browns get by Houston, they're going to give Baltimore fits, but I don't know if they get by Houston. Great minds think alike. I still believe right now the team that has the best chance of winning in Baltimore is Cleveland, but I just don't like them getting there, and that's kind of where I am. We're we're very similar on that thought. Let's go to Sunday. Steelers at the Bills. You guys have moved off the double digits. Now it's down to 9.5 at Circa. It is juice minus 115 uh, with Buffalo on that side. You can get the Steelers minus 105 plus the nine and a half, but moved off that 10, got to nine and a half. This thing has been fluctuating, though, throughout the week. What do you anticipate? This thing going to get back to double digits? I don't know. You know, there was rumors they're going to move the game to Cleveland yep. based on what I said, why not Toronto? Remember, they played in Toronto for years, yeah. Buffalo, and they have a huge fan base there. Of course, well, we don't know what the stadium situation is. Mm. Um, I took 10. I just thought that's a lot of points and what's going to be an ugly game. Very, very windy, right? This is a wind game. Uh, more than a cold, there might be snow involved. I thought Pittsburgh was actually very creative in their running game last week at Baltimore. Um, I, I just don't see them getting run out. Uh, I, I think they'll be able to move the ball enough. And look, Buffalo's played ugly. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they've made the playoffs and won the two seed, but all these games have been close, every single one of them. Uh, it's not a huge bet for me, but I thought 10 was a bridge too far. Down to 34 now with the total at Circa currently with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Most intriguing game, I think, for us here in our location is the Packers making their way down to Dallas. Great rivalry. We've seen so many great playoff games between these two teams recently and then going back into the 90s and these two teams battling here. Moved off the 7.5, down to 7. There's no way there's going to be a six and a half point, right? I mean, if, if that gets there, the middling opportunities for people that have the seven and a half in the pocket, you guys probably can't do it, can you? 
it might go back to seven and a half. That's the only way it's yeah. going to move. Seven and a half. Uh, this is a tough game because which stack are you going to get, right? He's either nearly perfect or he struggled. I just think there's so much pressure on Dallas. They, they know. I mean, I think McCarthy knows they've got to get to an NFC championship game for him to keep his job. Mm-hmm. Jerry's more or less said that in his comments in the past month. And you know that Jordan Love since week nine is actually the second highest rated passer in the NFL? Wow. I found that stunning. But they have been in rhythm the last two weeks, extremely efficient. I know they only beat the Bears by eight. It felt more like three touchdowns. Uh, I think this could, I think there's an upset alert here. As well as Dallas plays at home, I just think the pressure will be overwhelming if they get off to a bad start. I uh, Again, we're leading in the same direction in this one. The nightcap, I, I feel like I'm on an island here. It's not that I don't like the Rams, because I do. And I anticipated when I came out with my numbers, if it was at 4.5, and, and that's where I thought it about be in the opener, I was going to grab the Rams. But the public sentiment has been all over L.A. in this spot. Detroit, throughout the course of the year, they've been a better team than the Rams. I know the Rams have played better recently here. I think I'm ultimately I'm going to lay the field goal with Detroit, but I might be the only person in the country who feels like that has that ticket. Yeah, you might be, and that's why I, I hesitate to bet the Rams, just because yeah. everybody has a ticket but i i do say this in this handicap there's there's two things i look at and they're conflicting number one the comp game the 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 similar opponent played in the same spot was at baltimore baltimore destroyed detroit Mm -hmm. that that was the most lopsided half of football of two good teams i've seen all year golf couldn't do anything and the uh, uh raven scored a touchdown every possession the rams should have beat baltimore off after the bye here what three or four weeks ago um that being said, the Rams' best win is like week one at Seattle. Who have they beaten if you look at their schedule? They, they really haven't beaten a team of Detroit's quality. So, And I think this crowd is just going to be nuts. It's, if, if Goff's in third and long there, I think it's, it's going to be really hard for them to get off the ball because the count, they're going to be fired up. First home game since 93, home playoff game. But the interesting thing to me here is the real revenge game here is for golf not that's not Stafford yes it's, it's golf that has that has revenge on them I think it'll be a good game I'd probably end up just watching it so finally we talked about uh Philadelphia the Sharps yeah. on the Eagles in this one let's go over to the local front hoops tonight Nebraska is in town as they get ready to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes I know it came as a surprise to a lot of people when that opener came out how in the world is Iowa favored? Nebraska just beat the number one team in the country in Purdue. Well, they shot 14 to 23 from downtown. It's a road game as opposed to a home game. I wasn't surprised that Iowa was favored. Maybe a tick higher than I thought, but you guys opened this thing up. It was uh, three a lot of places. It was three at Circa. Got up to as high as five before the buyback came back here. A lot of public money on the Hawkeyes, or is it a lot of sharp money on Iowa? Uh, it's, it's actually sharp money. I made the game one and a half. The sharps are on it. A bounce spot here for, for Freddie Hoiberg in Nebraska. Um, I, w- I watched the Rutgers game Saturday morning um, because YOY, ABC, and the NCAA played wow. the FC game on Sunday against mm-hmm. week, week 18. It's, it's beyond my belief. But uh, I watched the whole Rutgers game. I couldn't believe that Fran is now the all-time leader in Big Ten wins over Dr. Tom. I, w- I was shocked. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska wins tonight, but if they do win there in Iowa City, they're better than we thought they were. Yeah, a win would at least give them hope in something that hasn't happened for this team, certainly this season. You know, the crazy thing is the Fran McCaffrey era, there are, you know, the well, he hasn't got to the second weekend, right? 
he has made five consecutive NCAA tournaments because they would have been a, tw- a tournament team in 2020. Dr. Tom never had five straight. Lou Olson never had five straight. I know different eras here. I, I think locally and nationally, people just don't understand what a quality product year after year Fran McCaffrey puts on the floor. But don't you think the Big Ten as a whole is worse now oh, than yeah. it was? <laughs> the Big Ten is so brutal with Indiana and Michigan State. Those Purdue teams with Gene Cady, Minnesota had, I mean, Illinois was always good with Henson. I just think Indiana, obviously Bobby Knight, the Big Ten was markedly better in the 80s and 90s than it's been in the last 10 years. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, of course, what, what Michigan was even before the Fab Five. I mean, Gary Grant and Lou Vol- Lou, Lou Volton, I mean, there were so many good teams, and it was it was just a grind, and you had those Thursday-Saturday doubleheaders that you played. You go out yep. and play the two road games. It was it was different, and there were never nights off. It's, it's different, and the Big Ten this year, I think, is really down, and that's one thing that I've said about Iowa. They could find a way to fight their way up to you know a 10 and 10 record maybe this year. I don't think it's going to be good enough to be a tournament team though just because of how down the Big 10 is. No, they won't make the tournament. You could make I mean you probably got to lay what 4 or 5 dollars mm-hmm. on a that were a price. They they're just not good. But remember even going to Minnesota was hard in those days. It was Clem Haskins. For no easy spot in the Big 10 and now there's there's too many doormats. Willie Burton with his broken nose. Well, Mike, this is what we get to do when we're sitting at the booth in circus. We just uh, sit around and have a have a drink and throw out old basketball players. We have a great time doing that. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it here soon, Mike. Always enjoy the conversation. I know a busy time for you guys. Thanks as always for your time. Yep. Thanks. Good luck to the Iowa women tomorrow and the guys tonight. Yes. And uh, one thing on that front, Mike Palma did mention to me off air they will have the Iowa Indiana game again as long as it's played. They will have a lineup early tomorrow morning. So make sure you have this Circus Sports app downloaded. You can wager on the game, and we'll see what they put out with Iowa-Indiana, the return trip for the Hoosiers back to Carver-Hawkeye. As long as I get to town, fingers crossed, that should be fun on Saturday night. Quick time out here. We'll come back, finish up hour number one, hour two, a lot of Hawkeye and Cyclone talk. We'll kick it off with Chris Williams talking Cyclones at 12.05, followed up by Tom Cakert from Hawkeye Report at about 12.25. Plus, our picks of the day all as we continue. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. Throw Southside. Eleven fifty-six on a Friday, a football Friday. It's Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon with you today. Ken making his way back at some point this weekend. After his California sojourn, we'll be back with you on Tuesday. Still one more hour to go, though. We got Cyclone Talk to kick it off, as Chris Williams will join us from CycloneFanatic.com, followed by Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Then our picks, as we do each and every Friday throughout the course of the football season, presented by Circus Sports. Mentioned a little bit earlier, there is a line out right now for the Iowa-Nebraska wrestling duel this evening. The intrigue. What's going to happen? Are we going to see junior national champion Ben Keeter out there? He's been on the mat. He is working his way to get back out there and potentially wrestle this year. Do you burn his red shirt in a year that likely, more than likely, is not going to end in the national championship for the team? Do you go that route? Or do you continue to build? And then as Tom Brands had his press conference earlier in the week, he did not anticipate, he said, 
to paraphrase, that there would be any roster additions. Of course, talking about the Ferraris coming in after their exploits, well, AJ's exploits, over at the salute, the Soldier Salute in Coralville a couple of weeks back. The double bird to the crowd, that didn't go over very well. And what's the latest on that front from what it sounds like? Not going to be part of the team, still working out. Potentially, he can use an Olympic redshirt year this season and then still would have three years of eligibility remaining after that. Will it be in Iowa City? Will it be somewhere else? Uh, We will see. But it does not appear likely that he is going to be available once they get to the second semester, which starts on Tuesday uh, next week. Uh, Speaking of the line that is out at Circa with these wrestling lines, Iowa even money just to win the duel. That's all this is. Uh, they don't have a spread on it. It is just money line. Iowa even money. Nebraska, though, the betting favorite, you got to lay minus 120 with Nebraska. It's been a while. Iowa, and you kind of look around. They got another meet coming up with Minnesota coming up uh, right around the corner. But Nebraska, the betting favorite against Iowa on the mat. Don't see that very often. The Hawkeyes on the hardwood favorite by four and a half. Against Nebraska, fresh off their win against the Boilermakers. We'll see Purdue coming in and what that's going to look like. And uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about the potential of that Iowa-Indiana matchup and Gus Johnson being in town. Well, he is in town. He made it there early. He is there. There are some uh, pictures of Gus meeting Caitlin Clark, talking to some of the players before the game, talking to Coach Bluter. So Gus is in Iowa City. He's got the stocking camp on, as he should. I do as well. And Gus will be there. Will the Hoosiers get there? That is still to be seen. Hour number two kicks off with Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic. We'll talk about the Cyclones matchups on the hardwood. Oklahoma State, they come to town. Okie State on the hardwood. How about the women's team with their matchup against Baylor? Great start for this young Cyclone squad. The Twister Sisters playing good basketball. What a comeback they had. We'll talk about that coming up with Chris Williams, a little football as well. Then Hawkeyes with Tom Caker this hour, too. And it's coming your way next on 106.3 KXNO.